everyone. Welcome to Everyday Theologian, where we educate, empower, and equip you to know why you believe what you believe. Welcome back. Thanks again for joining us today. Um, if you listen to some of podcast season one, then you may recognize our guest today, Justin Thompson. Welcome. Hey. Thanks for coming back. Hey. What's good, family? <laughs> it's good to be back. Thanks for inviting me. So uh, if you have not listened to his first podcast, I encourage you to go listen to that. It's about what happened on the cross regarding Easter. But we know that is a message for our everyday life. Everyday. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something super fun and maybe a little controversial within the church, and that is healing. But before we do that, Justin, maybe somebody's listening and they don't know you. Could you just give us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Justin Thompson. I'm the associate pastor at His Place Fellowship, um, and I'm broken, but I have an amazing God and, a, and an amazing family that's in support of me. So um, just honored that you guys brought me back. And uh, I thank you for giving me the controversial stuff. So any comments you have, please direct to Charlie. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll get them to right. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to jump into it, you guys. And as we start, you may already have um, some ideas about healing in the Bible. But I just ask that you open up your minds and your hearts and just listen to what Justin's going to bring through the Bible. So first, we'll just kind of open up with the idea that there are a couple different theological views mm -hmm. regarding healing. And two radical views could be that God does not heal anymore. And you may have heard that at some point. And on the other extreme side of the spectrum is that it's God's will to heal everyone right now. So with those two very different views, can you just open us up with, does God still heal people today? My, so my first thought in that question is absolutely God still heals. In fact, um, if healing happens in this world, whether it's through, I mean, if it's a miraculous healing of an illness or if you take medication or if a doctor heals you, in my mind, biblically, that credit goes to God. Mm -hmm. And so does God still heal today? Absolutely. Now, I do want to, if I can, if I can lay two ground or three groundwork things, you mentioned in this, um, in this debate is a group called cessationists. These people think that, uh, that those, the acts of healing, the gifts of speaking in tongues, the, um, the gift of prophecy and those things, are all apostolic age mm -hmm. things. And so after the, the death of the last apostle, um, those things stop. You can take that view mm -hmm. and you, and you can live a perfectly God honoring life with that view. The other view is, is called continuation. Some people would call that the Pentecostal view. Shout out to my Pentecostal friends, not trying to call you out. That's just what it is. And those people say that, um, even though, God gave them in the apostolic age. They continue in full in full force today. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not practicing them, there's possibly something missing or, or you're not living your full life 
um, as a follower of Christ. Again, you can live a perfectly God-honoring life in that, in that realm. I am of the persuasion, and, and I, just, so you're, just so we're clear, internet world, I'm not straddling the fence on this one. My, my observation and my belief biblically is if God wants to do something, he can do it. So I'm going to be uh, what, what J.D. Greer calls kind of a charismatic with a seatbelt. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I, I, can't, I can't look at the Bible because 1 Corinthians 14 says, uh, Paul says we should not um, prevent these things, specifically speaking in tongues in that moment, but we should not um, prevent these things from actually happening. That There's just a really clear um, guideline or guardrails mm-hmm. so that we know that this thing is coming from God and not mm-hmm. just from, from human perspective. So if, if the angel told Mary originally that what is impossible or told Elizabeth, sorry, uh, what's, what's impossible with man is possible with God. Mm-hmm. That's still the case. Um, and that's a beautiful thing, even in relation to healing is what we're going to talk about. But just so you know, those three stances. And, and the only reason I had the third one is because like we all do, I don't, I don't agree fully with either one of the other ones. So I mm-hmm. just found a third one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's totally biblical. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing you said was so helpful and it's to put your seatbelt on right. and to have some guidelines. Right. And I feel like even within this discussion with different theological views, they're trying to kind of counteract each other. Mm-hmm. So one view may say, you don't have a seatbelt on. We don't know if this is coming from God. So we're going to say it doesn't happen anymore. And then the other view is saying, no, it happens all the time. And we're just going to let it go. But um, with that, God has given us the Bible, has given us instructions on gifts Mm -hmm. and um, how he works, right? He's not a God of confusion. So with the second idea that I mentioned that it's God's will to heal everyone now, This kind of comes with what's called word faith Mm -hmm. healers. Mm -hmm. And these may be people who you see on the TV, like televangelists kind of thing. And the the premise is that they can speak something into existence. They can speak healing into existence if they have enough faith and say the right words. So with healing in mind, can you kind of walk us through this thought process? And is this a biblical thought process? So is it a biblical thought process to believe that I could have the gift of healing? Is that the question? So maybe let's do two questions. Is it a biblical thought process to say that you could have the gift of healing, Mm -hmm. but then could you make that healing happen now? Okay. With your faith and words. Right. Okay. So here's, here's the, um, if you, if you dive into first Corinthians 12, which is where we're 12 through 14 is, is traditionally where we get these, um, what we would call the, the culturally confrontational gifts, the speaking in tongues, the, the healings and, and the prophecy and those things. Here, here's the thing. If you dive into that, you see that everything else in first Corinthians 12 is listed as a gift gift of prophecy, gift of speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. When you get to healing, it's gifts of healing. Okay. Okay. So there's a, it's a plurality there, meaning that there's not one specific person mm-hmm. that it's coming through. So that's where I, I have some, um, some questions 
that that I got a few years ago from from John Piper, and we'll maybe cover those here in a minute just to see is this is this faith healer biblical mm. or not. Um, but here's what I would say: at the end of the day, biblically, if God chooses to heal me, it could come through gifts, meaning it could come through anybody He chooses to allow that to happen mm-hmm. through. So I'm not seeking out one specific person and saying you have the gift of healing. Mm-hmm. The gift of healing comes from God alone, yeah. and he, he chooses who he expresses that through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hopefully that answers the first part of that question. The second part of the question is, um, at the end of the day, I don't have the authority to exercise gifts at a time of my choosing. Mm-hmm. So even if you're, if you're looking at those gifts specifically, speaking in tongues, all of those things, those happen at the the will and the discretion of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So in the same way that I couldn't walk out of here and have a biblical guardrail expression of speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. it, I couldn't just walk out here and say, hey, I'm going to heal you. I could walk up, I could go to the hospital and pray to heal and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. If it's not God's will, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not a cop-out. Um, because it's totally biblical, at the end of the day, the only thing that we have access to as followers of Christ is prayer mm. in, in this age. So when you look at when Peter healed people in Acts, he didn't pray for healing. Mm. He just said, be healed. Yeah. So the only thing that we have in, in access to that is to pray to the one that can heal. Because mm. I'm not Peter. And if you even if you look at Paul, Paul, who is outside of Jesus, the the most um, successful Christian the world has ever seen, healed one person mm-hmm. at the end of Acts. And, and in fact, he he said, a friend Trophimus, we left him back in Miletus because he was still sick. Mm. I didn't heal him because God chose not to. Yeah. So it's not my discretion. I don't get to exercise the gift based on who I am. Mm. I get to be the conduit through which God exercises mm-hmm. that gift at the time of his choosing. To me, that's really freeing. And maybe somebody's right. listening and they have a friend or a family member who has passed away or is in the mm-hmm. hospital and you've prayed for healing and you've mm-hmm. done this and you've examined your life, you know, and, and all these things that faith healers or word faith healers right. have told you to do, but the healing still hasn't come. Right. And what you're saying is it hasn't come because of you it's god's will happening so to me that's really freeing in hey i prayed and i have faith that god can move but it's not on me right so here and here's what i would say because i i have someone again just keeping because i don't have permission to share this from a from um their specific perspective um but someone who was very close to me passed away recently and another person who was very very close to me has struggled with guilt um, because, and, and, and here's the conversation that we have constantly. I feel like my faith got in the way of healing this mm-hmm. person. And so I deal with a lot of guilt because I prayed and prayed and I feel like my faith was the, was the issue in mm-hmm. the healing. Now, if you're sitting out there and you're dealing with this guilt, please understand. Here's the answer, biblical answer to the question. Was it your faith that didn't heal the person? I don't know. Um, and I can't, I can't speak to that, but if that, if that's your, if that's your feeling or your fear, here's what I would do with that guilt. I would go to Jesus and say, 
Lord Jesus, if this was my fault, my lack of faith that didn't allow this to happen, then I, then I repent and ask you to forgive me because my standing with God in this moment is more important mm. than what he did or didn't do. Um, if he didn't heal them, listen, if they're a follower of Christ, they're not mad about it. Um, we may be, and that's, and that's what, that's maybe where the guilt we have, what, what they would call sur survivor's guilt mm. or survivor's remorse. But at the end of the day, if, if I'm questioning, if my faith was the, was the reason, then I would equate it to this. Every time that I preach, I go back and I'm my worst critic because I say, man, if I, maybe if I would have just prayed more or if I would have mm. prepared more, maybe more people would have responded to Christ. I can't, I can't influence that decision yeah. going back. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I can do is surrender in repentance and ask forgiveness and mm -hmm. just rest in the grace of God, knowing yeah. that he did what he wanted to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that helps somebody out there. I've heard a saying before, and it's not in the Bible, but it's kind of catchy that we do our best right. and then God does the rest right. and we can't rely on our best, right. you know, it's, right. it's, we do what we can, but ultimately God is the one that heals. God right. is the one that does everything. Right. Right. Absolutely. So to, to me, this perspective, um, is reassuring is freeing and right. gives me, um, grace to continue on right. and everything that happens isn't a result of what I've done or lack of what I've done. Right. right. And here, so here's, here's one way to look at that. Um, Paul says in Romans that it's that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. it, it's not guilt. So Satan is the one that that operates from from a place of guilt. So if you're if you're having guilt, then rest in the fact that that God's kindness will lead you to that repentance. Mm -hmm. It's not He's not going to guilt you into feeling anything, and, and that's the freeing part for me. Mm -hmm. Listen, yeah, I I may have been that the reason that that didn't happen but god's not going to allow me or he's not going to offer me to continue to walk through life guilty because yeah of it he's going to offer hey there's forgiveness and repentance for that mm. and, and we can walk forward and know that that our relationship between me and god is healed mm. and whole so one thing you said earlier was that if a person dies and they're saved mm -hmm. they're not mad about it right and i feel like we have here on this side of heaven such a limited view right. of what's going on. And we pray for healing now, pray for healing now, but sometimes the healing happens, but it's not on earth. Right. So can you kind of talk about death through um, illness? Can God be glorified through sickness? Is, um, is that sometimes his will on earth? So <clears throat> here, here is one thing that I think we are missing in the Western church, mm -hmm. because, because what we know is all of these, the gifts of healing, the gifts that, that were expressed through the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, not that I struggle with, but I just, I constantly ask myself if the Holy spirit being expressed through my life was the thing that built the church in Acts, mm -hmm. why would that, why would that not be available today? So if you, if you've ever been on a mission trip to a foreign country, you usually will see things that we can't explain mm -hmm. in the Western culture because biblically the, the gifts, the Holy Spirit gifts, especially from, from 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 were confirmation that the gospel had reached a new place, mm -hmm. right? So 
as as the gospel moved into a new realm or a new new area, you would see these things. And it's just like Jesus' life when he healed people, it was just after or confirmation that he was who he said mm-hmm. he was. So if you get outside of the United States and get get into the mission field, um, you will see things that you can't explain mm-hmm. other than the Holy Spirit showed up, and and it and it will change. Um, it'll change everything. But here here's the thing. What one of the things that we miss here is that suffering mm. is part of, of of a follower's life. Yeah. And, and here, here's the, the crazy thing. Medicine could potentially save you from suffering, but medicine, if it heals you, can't produce in you the, the life of faith that suffering could, mm. which is why Paul says in, in, in Colossians 1, he says it, it has been granted to you. The word there is, is um, gifted to you not only to believe in Christ, but to suffer for him. Mm-hmm. And and so most of us would look, would say, okay, so you're telling me gift. I mean, suffering is a, is a gift. I'm not saying that that's what the Bible says. Yeah. And so we equate it to, I always say, listen, um, suffering is a gift, just like socks and underwear is what you get for Christmas. <laughs> the, the flashy thing you wanted for Christmas may last you a couple of weeks, a couple of months into the year. But here's what I know about socks and underwear that you get for Christmas. They're coming with you for at least the rest of that year. So suffering in itself is God's way of developing in you a faith that says everything that I'm getting right now, everything I'm experiencing, there is a goal to it. And that goal may not be my healing so that my life is prolonged here. That goal may be that God is glorified. And not and and not only, and not only ending my my sickness, mm-hmm. but that goal is glorified in me ending my life well mm-hmm. through suffering. And and so my wife, who is um, who is a uh, an oncology nurse, she spent most of her career in an, as an oncology nurse. She's done a lot of things with hospice and, mm-hmm. and doing emergent care. Um, and we were having this conversation last night, and she and she said one of the most difficult things that I've experienced as a nurse is, is faith, faithful people, followers of Christ, who she said, who have lined the the halls of the hospital praying for healing and, and watching the the patient continue to suffer Mm. because the the people are saying, no, God promised that it's going to be healing here. And she, and she said, I've had more conversations with those people to say, listen, you know, Isaiah 53, by his stripes we are healed, means, yeah, we could receive physical healing, but more importantly than physical healing, we mm-hmm. have received oneness with Christ because of his blood. Yeah. We we have been healed spiritually. And so maybe her greatest gift is waiting on the other side, mm-hmm. and we're just waiting for you to, to catch up. And she said that that's the biggest fight. Mm-hmm. Is she, she said she had one patient for sure whose, whose um, husband was a pastor, and he was just dead set on God's going to heal her. God's going to heal her. And she bent down to, to the woman and said, what are your thoughts? And she said, in, in the, in the woman's last words, basically, God's going to heal me there. Mm. And that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. And, and so listen, can God heal you now? Absolutely. But more importantly than healing you now, because if he heals you now, you're still going to die. Yeah. At some point, something's going to catch you. That's, unless he comes back, yeah. something's going to catch you. We and, all die. Right. Yeah, we all die. No, Nobody's gotten out yeah. with, without it, right? So at the end of the day, 
yeah, I want to pray for healing, but mm-hmm. it, but even more importantly than that, if I'm going to suffer, I want it to glorify God. Yeah. And if I'm going to suffer to the end, I know that death is not the end of the road. It's mm-hmm. just a bend in the road. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to suffer to that end that he's going to be glorified in that moment. That's beautiful. And it, it also makes me think when we look to the healing and mm-hmm. f- just for the healing, it's almost like we're not looking at the healer. Right. We're not looking at God in that moment. We're just right. wanting the gift, right? Not looking right. at the giver. So, so one of the one of the big um, hallmarks of what we would call faith healers is um, they want the spiritual power without biblical truth. Mm. And and I mean that's listen. That's not just with faith healers. That's that's rampant in the church. If we can agree with that, mm-hmm. I want spiritual power without biblical truth. And at the end of the day, if you don't have if you don't have biblical truth, you cannot have spiritual power. Mm-hmm. And, and so, mm-hmm. if if I'm doing if I'm performing a miracle, let's say um, healing in this instance, I always think of I always think of the movie um, Leap of Faith with Steve Martin, mm-hmm. where listen while I'm healing people, I'm getting all the credit. Yeah. And and if they're getting the credit, if that's the end goal for them, is them to get the credit. Then, then you need to stay as far away from them as yeah. humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because any any faith healer that's biblical would say, listen, the only reason that this is a, even mm-hmm. an option is because the creator of the universe is working through me yeah. and his glory is the, is the end, mm. end goal. Yeah, credit, if they're wanting credit right. or money. Right, yeah. Because right. some, some say, well, if you want to reap this benefit, you need right. to sow yeah. into the ministry. Right. We have heard that on TV <laughs> from people. So um, I love the perspective too of thinking maybe the suffering is going to produce in me perseverance right. and character as right. James writes about. Mm-hmm. Maybe the suffering is going to make me more like Christ. Right. And that's hard as a human to think that way, especially if you're sick or your family member's sick. Right. But how can I glorify God in this? Right. Is that kind of the men- mentality that we should be having? Right. So, I mean, Paul says, Paul says that, that these light and momentary afflictions mm. are, are not worth comparing to the glory that awaits us. Yeah. Um, and, and so if you're out there, you might say, well, Justin, if you had cancer, it might be different. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, it certainly might. But my prayer is, uh, God, if you, if you give that to me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to see, number one, your presence as I walk through that as a gift. Mm. And, and as I see your presence as I walk through that, knowing I'm not walking alone, then the beautiful thing is if I see his presence as a gift, then I can see the presence of this cancer or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Is God, if this makes me more like you and helps your, helps your voice be louder through my life mm-hmm. than if I were well, then my, my hope would be that I would say, God, you just like Jesus did, not my will, mm-hmm. but yours be done. Yeah. I know uh, this may not be in your notes because I don't know if I sent it to you, <laughs> but could you kind of talk about um, the thought of you're sick because you've done something wrong or you have unconfessed sin in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I know a family right now that's battling uh, a sickness and they've been told, well, you need to look inward. What is causing this? What is right. causing this? And after examining their lives, they don't know what's right. causing this. Yeah. So um, is is that a correct thought to tell somebody? Well, so... Here, here's what we know. Illness is caused by sin, mm-hmm. right? That's 
That's what the Bible says. That in the, the wages of sin is death. So it, you know, had had Eve not messed it up first with Adam, with then Adam, but had <laughs> Eve not messed it up, then nobody would be sick, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I think the the New Testament points it out in in three words. We deal with temptations, we deal with tests, and we deal with trials, mm-hmm. right? Temptations are specifically from Satan. They're trying to get us derailed. Mm-hmm. They're trying to. That's his goal is to derail our faith. Uh, tests come specifically from God, mm-hmm. right? So it's just they're they're not. Listen here. Here is a here's a word just for you. Um, tests are not about pain. They're about promotion. Mm-hmm. So if God's testing you, he he is trying to get you to take a step deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is called trials, and that's where um, we're just interacting with a world that's mm-hmm. broken, fallen, and sinful, mm-hmm. right? So to say that I'm sick because of sin in my life, there could be an element of that that's potentially true. Again, I don't know, mm-hmm. but that that's even more reason for us to keep short accounts with God from, from, a, from a sin standpoint, right? The other, the other thing is though, some things are just part of, they're just part of life. And here's what I know. God doesn't cause everything, mm-hmm. but everything that happens to you is allowed by him. Mm. He's not taken back. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not a surprise to it. Um, in fact, if you go back to Job, it says Satan asked permission mm. To tempt God, I mean, to test, to test Job. So that lets us know that if something is, if Satan's running wild in my life, it's because either God allowed it mm. or I gave him access. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag don't watch scary movies, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but if you give him access, then he, he can do it. Here, here at, at the end of the day, here's the thing. Am I sick because of my sin? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand on that yeah. if i if i've confessed and repented of sin mm-hmm. then listen if i'm sick it's just part of god's yeah. plan for me it could be a test or a trial right. it could, other it, things right. yeah. Yeah. yeah so you you've already alluded to this but i think it's something to kind of come back to as people are listening should we be praying for healing if someone's sick should we be going to the hospital should we be um crying out to the lord for healing well, here's the beautiful thing. That's the only thing we can do, mm. right? So absolutely, it, it should be exactly that. And, and if, if, um, if James 5 tells us anything, because it says, if, if any of you are sick, you should pray. Or if any of you are suffering, you should pray. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a step further and says, basically, if you are not, if you are incapacitated with illness to the point that you can't pray or you're too exhausted to pray, mm-hmm. then you should go to the elders of your church, have them anoint you with oil mm-hmm. and pray. And and I love that my pastor practices that very thing. In fact, in the last five years, I can tell you, there's been a handful of times that we have shown up to someone who is out of options, who mm-hmm. is exhausted, and we've just prayed. At the end of the day, I've done all I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I've done, If I've prayed, that's the, that's the most, that's the most powerful thing I can do in that moment. Mm-hmm. But here's what James tells us, because it says that the prayers of a righteous man accomplishes much. So that lets us know that God's not necessarily listening to our words as much as he's watching our life. Mm. And that's, man, again, if there was ever a challenge to keep short 
accounts with God. I don't want to spend in that moment. I don't want to spend most of my prayer time going, God, I've done this and this and this. Listen, I've when I've gotten there, I'm prayed up, I'm confessed up. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that's there's nothing in me that's gonna potentially block block this. Mm-hmm. So as I'm praying over you, which is man, that's that's a biblical mandate. Mm-hmm. If you look at James five, absolutely we should pray. But we we cannot demand because mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, prayer is not demanding from God. Mm-hmm. Prayer is us aligning with God. God. Mm-hmm. He says, if you seek me, seek me and my kingdom first, I'll give you the desires of your heart. At the end of the day, prayer for me is saying, God, I don't know everything, mm-hmm. but I know you and you know everything. Yeah. So work how you see fit. And I want to do that everywhere, mm-hmm. especially if somebody's suffering and sick. Yeah. First thing I'm going to do is pray. Yeah. That is a great encouragement to us. Right. We had someone actually, I just thought of this, ask a question to Everyday Theologian Platform about um, the authority or the ability to declare things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you just touched on that as we're praying and as we have short accounts with the Lord. Do we then um, have the ability to declare or pronounce authority in Jesus' name? So my my biblical understanding of this, if we're so if you look at like Mark six where where Jesus gave authority to the seventy two mm-hmm. as he sent them out in pairs, he gave them authority to heal, to to um, call out mm-hmm. demonic spirits. That is not something that's that was specific to them in that moment because the the result was from Mark six that Jesus said, "I saw Satan falling mm-hmm. from the sky." So. It was just a reminder to them of, listen, Jesus is the real deal. Again, it was just, he was confirming who he was. In my understanding of scripture, the only authority that we have is from the Great Commission. Matthew 28, he says, all authority has been given to me, I now give to you. And here, and here's, his, here's his proclamation at that point. So go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And watch this part. And teaching them to obey Mm -hmm. all that I've commanded. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I really biblically have authority over is my own obedience Mm -hmm. and and calling people to that. I I don't see biblical, um, I don't see biblical stance where you can go and say, you're going to be healed because I've declared it over you. I've demanded it. Listen, like we said at the very beginning, God operates not out of chaos, he operates within within the boundaries of his of his spoken mm-hmm. and written word. So he's not going to do things in this season that are outside of yeah of that. Um, and so I can't see that that the Bible suggests we should have any kind of authority or declare that or demand that from him because yeah. that takes away from okay who who's actually doing the work mm-hmm. here? Am I trying to elevate myself right, yeah. right. or pointing back to the Lord? Right. And um, even with the authority or declaring, I feel like it's kind of growing within the church, those terms, right. is um, just adding the tagline in Jesus' name isn't like a, a magical sentence. Right. Yeah. You know, it's right. not like this, vending, like I said it in Jesus' name, so it's right. going to happen right now. Right. Uh, I think that that even takes away and negates all of the things you've been saying about, well, what about the suffering to produce right. perseverance and right. character? 
Um, right. So in, if you say in, saying in Jesus name, whether we're ending a prayer or mm-hmm. what, whatever we're doing, what you're what you're biblically saying in that moment is everything I've said and everything I've done lines up in unity with your word. Mm-hmm. And so what you're what you're really saying there is. God, I don't know, mm-hmm. but you have your way. And whatever I'm praying, whatever I'm declaring, whatever mm-hmm. whatever authority I'm proclaiming in that moment is not from me. Mm-hmm. It's specifically from you. So when I say, yeah, I'm doing this in, in Jesus' name, yeah, then he would sign off on it. That's him signing off on it. And he's and what here's here's where I stand. Jesus is not gonna Jesus is not gonna sign off on anything that makes him irrelevant to a culture. Mm-hmm. Does that make it's not he's not going to sign off on anything that causes them to look at me instead of him. Yeah. To elevate a person. Right. And I love what you said earlier about look at the situation. And mm-hmm. if that is the case, run right. away. Right. Run from that. Right. So this topic um, is very important because right. there are a lot of different ideas. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it's important to reiterate that we are called to pray and obey, right. um, but also understanding Sometimes we have trials in life and temptations right. and results of, of consequences from sin, right. but not to look at healing as um, this sort of vending machine process right. with the Lord. Right. So do you have any final thoughts or comments? Well, so here here is um, something that I guess I, I would share. Um, and I'm going to pull my phone out if that's okay. Yeah. So I, I, and I got this, this, this text message this morning from our pastor's wife and, and what we know biblically, just for all of you out there, biblically healing is an act of God's mercy, mm. right? It, that's if, if God heals you from an illness or whatever that may be, it is, it is purely an act of God's mercy. And, and our, our pastor's wife sent me this morning, this is what she said. There is coming a day that when when we will stand before God quietly, unhurriedly, Mm -hmm. and we will weep with relief, shocked at how impoverished a view of his mercy, rich heart we we have had. Mm -hmm. And I I love that that thought of, listen, whether he heals me here or he heals me in his presence, again, eternity is just a heartbeat away from Mm -hmm. for any follower of Christ. So if your heart stops beating here, it will immediately be on the other mm-hmm. side. And in that moment, we are going to get to sit unhurriedly. Yeah. I love the word weeping there. Just, mm-hmm. just thinking, man, God, your mercies are new every morning. That mm-hmm. means that there is a, there is a new opportunity potentially for healing yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to pray to that end. But most importantly, I'm going to pray that I have a correct understanding of what you did on the cross mm-hmm. because that's the ultimate guidance mm-hmm. of where I spend eternity. So if it's, if your healing here just allows me to just prolongs my life, then I want to have an eternal view that says, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm looking for eternal healing yeah. at the end of the day. And I'm looking and I'm waiting for that moment that I can sit unhurriedly and just weep mm-hmm. at your feet, realizing how merciful you've been. Yeah. You brought up a verse earlier in Isaiah, and I don't know the chapter or 53, 53. Mm -hmm. Okay. About, um, by his stripes, Mm -hmm. we are healed. And in, even in closing, 
people have said that verse before mm-hmm. and demanded healing, physical healing in this moment. Right. But when we look at the cross, there's so much more right. than physical healing. It's eternal right. healing from sin. Right. So, yeah, even as you just said, even in closing, like when we, we stand before the Lord, it's that we're rid of the sin that has infected us. It's, and yes, I understand, especially if you're facing a, a sickness here on right. earth, it's hard. Um, it's so hard, right. but have hope, right? Have hope knowing right. that through the cross, it's the eternal healing right. that we have. Yep. Right. And, and so here, I promise you, and we'll do it really quickly. Just a few things. If you're, if you are potentially seeking out a faith healer, mm. To, to help heal you. Here are some guidelines. Again, that these aren't specific to me. These, these are from John Piper. Um, number one, these are the questions I want to ask. What are their theological beliefs? Mm. What do they believe about the authority of scripture? What do they believe about how Jesus is expressed through the Bible? Mm-hmm. And what do they believe was the ultimate goal of the cross of Christ? Yeah. Right? Because if, if they can't give you that information, then you stay way away. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't even get close. Number two. Okay. Now that I've, now that I've discussed or figured out their theological beliefs, the second question that I'm going to ask is, okay, at the end of the day, is this physical healing the, the end goal for them? Mm-hmm. Or is it just a means to elevate Christ and how he was glorified, how he can be glorified in this moment? Mm-hmm. So if, if their goal, and listen, there are, there are plenty of faith healers on TV that you can look or you can go and you, you can know At the end of the day, their goal was not his glorification, mm. right? Not his glorification. Number three, if once we've checked the theological beliefs, once we've asked that question, then it's just, God, is this what you want mm. for me? In fact, I, I would say before, before you take medicine, this is one of those weird views. You should spend more time on your knees praying about your illness than you stand in line at CVS. Mm. Does that make sense? So I, I would say at the end of the day, just just pray. God, how how do you want to use this? Mm-hmm. God gave us medicine through doctors. Yeah. God God created that. James again says every good and perfect gift came came from him. So mm-hmm. if it's if it has healing properties, it came from him. But I'm not gonna I'm gonna even taking medicine is an act of faith. Mm. Right. But I'm not going to base everything that that medicine does not have the final word. He Mm -hmm. does. And so I'm going to spend time and just say, God, is this what what you would have for me? And if you've gotten to those three questions and you've answered affirmatively through the Bible, Mm -hmm. then I would say this. Have you have you talked to the spiritual authority, i.e. your pastor? Mm -hmm. Have you talked with them and had people pray over you? Um, Because that would be the next the next mm-hmm. step. If you could get through all four of those things and, and God's still glorified, mm-hmm. then then move forward and, and yeah. pray that God will, will, will heal you. But even if he doesn't, if you rest in what Jesus did on the cross, you are going to be healed. Yeah. Whether it's how you want it here on earth or how he wanted there in heaven. Mm-hmm. Either way, we want his will. Yeah. And there's hope. Right. As Christians, that's one thing, no matter what's going on in the world, right. We can always have hope. Um, And I know some days it's harder to walk that out than others, (laughs) but we have it. We don't, we don't have to lose it. 
So thank you again, Justin. Yeah, this was so good. Yeah. Always In, love having you Any on. negative thoughts, please direct <laughs> to Charlie Rose. And then we'll get his responses. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you guys have any comments, um, just leave them below. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and share this with your friends. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Don't forget to check out everydaytheologian.life for more biblical and theological resources and also some exclusive merchandise.